everybody. Welcome to Whistle While You Work podcast. This is episode 56, and we're going to talk all about, well, not all about, we're talking about five things to look forward to in 2024 at Walt Disney World. Only five? Well, actually, there might be a bonus. What? <laughs> bonus already? Yes, because, okay, first of all, we just want to say we're back. It's been a three-week break. Um, we've got some life schedule changes happening in our household, so we're just trying to Look, figure we out. Look, we got stuff going on. We do, but this is like our stress reliever, fun, happy break, so we're excited to take some time today to record. And that's why we're already looking forward to next year. <laughs> that's right. Six months away, and we're, we're already looking forward to stuff. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the bonus one first. So that's why I want to mention, how are you going to get him to stick around if you give the bonus no, away first? Because I feel bad because we did an episode and we're like all the new stuff happening at Disney and we recorded it like on a Wednesday and it came out on a Friday. And then like that Thursday, a bunch of new stuff. came. Well, out. that was when they talked about annual passes. That's oh. when the annual passes got released. And, and so you can get an annual pass again. Um, and so anyway, it just it was just one of those things where it's like we sound like we don't even know what's new and happening because we we missed out on that one. So that was possible. Yeah, that's a big deal, though. What, what's your feeling on annual passes being sold again? I think it's a big deal. Um, I am I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. I'm a little nervous to see what's going to happen, to tell you the truth. Here's the thing. You know, maybe it's a little bougie of me to be this way, but it's been kind of nice, like being in a pretty small group of annual pass holders. You like to be exclusive. I I, do. I I didn't know that about you. I don't know if you know this, but I I like to be a little different. You like the red carpet treatment. And I like to just be a little different, right? But um, it has been different, you know, the, the... turnstile to get in like the annual pass holder entrance and stuff like that that's always been a breeze now with a lot more people in that group like you know i'm just going to be curious to see what it does yeah and specifically i'm going to be curious to see what it does to crowd levels which have already been in my opinion high they're not they're not pre-covid high right okay right but i've been during some pretty busy times post-covid and allowing annual pass holders to kind of come, and I'm sure as you'll explain the change that came with that uh, as they want. Yeah, that's going to create a different dynamic. It just is. Okay, that is one of yeah. There is another update with annual passes, but as far as I know, like they're still selling it. So we were kind of concerned. I was I I was also going to be like, there's going to be a huge rush, and they're going to run out yeah. because that's what they've done at Disneyland, right? Every yes. time they've turned it, turned the spigot on, they turned it off like almost immediately. Yeah, and in so, terms of buying yeah. a magic key. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, that's that may or may not be important news for people, but um, but I think that's just. It's just kind of that that feeling of like you can breathe a little bit more like things are getting back to kind of how it used to be before, um, you know, the everything shut down and stuff. So, OK, so just so you guys know, um, I am a Disney travel agent now. And so true story, uh, this so this this particular topic is actually a big deal to me because I have a few clients that want to travel in 2024 and I've been looking it up, I'm looking at the dates, and it's just like, you can only book till December 31st. I'm like, what is happening? Like, why can we not book in 2024? 
And it's because, um, well, first of all, I think they kind of do typically hold back a little bit um, on releasing park tickets or um, even hotels for a little while into the into the year. But it all kind of made sense when this announcement came out announcing some big changes in 2024. And so I was like, oh, they're trying to get all these things in place before they open up sales. And here's the thing, right? If there is one thing we know about Disney, it's that IT is usually broken. (laughs) So if they're going to change something as it is, there is going to be there's going to be a ripple yes. felt across the multiverse. Yes. And it, it's going to start and end with IT and you having Woody and friends on your screen. Oh, my goodness. With Yeah. With the little lasso going. Yep. And you're just like, howdy, folks. Sorry for the delay or whatever. the whatever, whatever the message is, I'm usually too distressed to even take it in. I can just but I can picture the picture. You can picture the picture. You can picture the picture. Because <laughs> you've been on that screen uh, I've been on that screen time, way too many times. Yeah. Okay, so let's start. Uh, um, so, yes, just being a Disney travel agent works. I'm excited. My colleagues are excited that we can, on May 31st, is when you could actually start booking in 2024. And, again, I think the reason they held off so long is because of all these changes. So, should we get to the changes? Or what they, they said... Five updates coming in 2024 to make your visit easier. Make it easier. So I do feel... What about more expensive? Because usually these, uh, we're going to make your visit whatever has come with a price. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think a lot of this is there, it's, it's the Bob Iger, like trying to put forth goodwill towards the fan base. Now, again, I'm sure it, in the end it will cost the fans, but at the same time, some of this stuff is really meant to say, Hey, we see you, we hear you. We're trying to make Make amends. I think think that's a little (laughs) bit. So maybe after you guys listen to these five, you can determine if you think it actually is valuable to you. Okay. So number one, they are removing theme park ticket reservation requirements. So starting um, on visits January 9th, 2024, um, theme park reservations will no longer be required. But the little caveat is for date-based tickets, which is almost all tickets. I mean, most of the time you buy a ticket, you say, these are the days I'm going to be here. And like if you get one for January 15th for a three-day ticket, usually it's good for seven days. So sometime within that time, you are going to you know, go to those parks. But now you don't have to tell Disney which parks you're going to. So what's your thought on that? Well, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. You know, well, what's the theme park reservation? Maybe we should explain that. Yeah. Let me, let me just say, I guess it does actually kind of rub both ways. Okay. Okay. So first of all, when, when COVID happened and everything shut down and they came back, they came back under some limitations and those limitations had to do with capacity and stuff like that. You know, Orange County, required them and in fact I remember I watched this press conference online when they met with the with the commissioner's court there and and they basically they were there Universal was there SeaWorld was there and they said this is what our our reopening plan looks like and they then they got the blessing of Orange County who said okay I guess you can reopen it looks like you're going to do it safely okay so part of that was is you were required as a guest to have a park reservation. So in other words, you had to book, in addition to having a ticket, you had to to book a reservation that said, I'm going to be at this park on this particular day. And if you didn't have that reservation, you were not going to be allowed to use your ticket at that time. Right, right. 
And so the the biggest problem You show up was, at Magic Kingdom and you said, I'm going to be at Animal Kingdom. They're like, you They're can't. like, nope, you yeah. don't have a reservation yeah. for Magic Kingdom. And the biggest problem was is that because the crowds were controlled, you know, to a degree, right? I think there's there's a lot of yeah, discussion about what that, that, what that meant. Was, yeah. But because the crowds were controlled, um, they would run out of reservations, especially during peak times. And so, in other words, you just couldn't go. Mm-hmm. You could buy a ticket, but that but a ticket did not guarantee you admission. It was a ticket plus a park reservation. Right. Yeah. So at this point, um, there's part of me that's like, it was a, it was an inconvenience. And as a tr- travel planner, like it is like nice to just be able to send somebody with a ticket and let them just kind of go and do what they want to do rather than having to tightly plan everything. Um, but at the same time, I think there might have been an advantage as as a person at the park if there was some sort of limitation on on how many people were there. Right. <laughs> Maybe hopefully it, it helped people. um not all be at the same park when you wanted to be there. So I don't know. And, and that was definitely true in the morning hours. Right. right? And because then the, ultimately they allowed yeah. park hopping after 2 p.m. Yeah. So you didn't now have to have a reservation to go to a different park. But there was actually still this fine print disclosure out there yeah. that basically said, but if they're at capacity, they may not allow anybody in. We never saw it happen. Right. Okay. So they they never didn't allow park hopping yeah. to take place after they opened it up, but there was always the possibility that of, they could. Yeah. Okay. So this one, number two is it's kind of in the same realm, but it's called good to go days. So if you are a annual pass holder or a cast member, you do not need to make a theme park reservation. So there's and a whole so, bunch of fine print with this one. And so that's interesting, right? Because an annual pass is not a date based ticket. Right. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's right. a any day ticket. Right. Except for blackout days. Right. So um, it says while theme park reservations will continue to be required for select admission types in 20. But in 2024, we plan to offer select days on which annual pass holders and cast members may visit um, the theme parks without needing a park reservation. Good to go days may vary by park and past blockout dates um, are subject to happen. But so. Um, I think that's the, if you're most like, we're kind of an unusual annual pass holder. I think we're probably the small minority that doesn't live close to the park, but if you're a, um, annual pass holder that lives in Florida nearby, like, I think they're just going to get so much more business if, if they can just come when they want, rather than having to like plan ahead. Um, to me, that makes more sense for that type of pass. Yeah, I am going to be curious to see like what that means, because it because to me, that means they're going to roll out a calendar that says, okay, this is when you can use your annual passes without having to book a park reservation, which which to me also infers that. So there will be days as an annual pass holder that you will have to have a park reservation. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to be curious to see what that calendar looks like. But the good to go days. But maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is just they're kind of hedging a little bit to say, okay, well, you know, like sometimes, you know, your employer will put a policy in place and they don't really have any intention of enforcing it. But just in case they ever need to, it's there and available. Right. Maybe this is one of those. I don't know. But but eventually they'll have to release that calendar of what the good to good right. days are. Yeah. And what's I'll be curious to see. Is that, that a, looks like does it look like a good big full calendar or. 
Yeah. Are, are, are we still as annual pass holders, non-date based ticket holders going to have to book park reservations? That's a lot of words. Yeah. But good I didn't stutter. Good to go non-date base. I know. Yeah. That was pretty good, huh? That was really good. Yeah. You should be like a radio guy or something or have a podcast. I don't know. I'm going to get a fancy microphone. <laughs> okay. So the next one is more, this is what they're saying is coming in 2024, more park time for Disney Resort Hotel guests, which to me, I'm like, well, we do that already. Right now, it's only 30 minutes for if you're a Disney park, if you're staying at one of the hotels. But this is what it says. It says early theme park entry um, for all Disney Resort Hotel guests and extended evening hours for guests staying at um, deluxe resorts or deluxe villas will, will continue through 2024. So that doesn't seem like a new thing. It's just saying they're going to keep. Well, so I, th- so the one, the one change is, um, I thought that it was only deluxe resorts got in early. Now they're saying everyone will get in early, yeah. but deluxe will get to continue to stay late on those evening. extra magic hours. I don't know. That does almost seem though, kind of like. Oh, we're going to make it look like this, this. is what we're going to look for. We're going to do the same thing we've been doing. Right. It, basically, we're not going to take away a perk. So no. anyway, yeah. we Thank really you. do love Disney people, Thank but you. still Thank you for not taking it away. <laughs> OK, so here's another one. I'm, I don't know if you know about this one. Do you know about any of these? I, you haven't read. I've I, honestly, you know, three weeks kind of busy and all sorts of other stuff. I've seen bullet Some points stuff. but okay. i have not read any fine print on okay it. so this one i think we got to discuss a little bit they are going to have some sort of way to plan ahead with genie plus services so this is what they say we are working on ways i guess they haven't figured it out to help guests plan with disney genie plus service and individual lightning lane selections before their visit so they can spend more time with friends and family in the park i know how they can do it what fast pass plus <laughs> The old system. That's what that sounds like to me. Isn't that what it sounds like to you? Yeah, I think I think they're probably tuning into the complaint of people are having to be on their phone all the time at the park, getting these well, Genie's Plus selections. And- that that could be part of it too. And I don't wonder if part of the complaint is also, oh, we don't know how much is even going to cost us until we get there the day of. Right. right. It's like well, so it's like okay, I'm here for a five day trip. And on day one, it was $15. Oh, tomorrow it's $19. Per, oh, the third day person. it's $28, right. right? And you're like, how am I even supposed to budget budget yeah. for this? Yeah. I have no idea what they're going to do. So maybe that's part of the thought process too. Yeah. If they can collect money beforehand, right? If they can make a standard rate, if you book beforehand, maybe they'll make more money. I don't know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If it's a set I, 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 free. You know, once upon a time, you were able to buy Genie when they first launched it. You could buy Genie with your ticket, okay? Right, and then they stopped. And that. then they stopped doing that. Yeah. And so, but at Disneyland, just as a Disney planner, I know that at Disneyland you can buy it beforehand. Yeah, yeah, right. The Genie we, Plus and, is and, something you can buy. We beforehand. we experienced that um, when we went last year. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like this is that hard because basically, really, this is Fast Pass Plus with a paid component to it right and to be and to be quite honest buying individual lightning lanes like why would you not be able to do that in advance too i i don't know why you have to be in the park for it yeah it does make you wonder about the price though like will they will there be will there be a standard price before but there is like a 
price variation. It's, it's, a, in ver the, it's a variable model. I mean, yeah. you know, theoretically, you would think that those prices would follow the variable ticket price models. Right. So far, they have not. Um, my observation has been Genie Plus pricing has been all has over the place. Been all over the place. Yeah. It has swung from one side to the other side really quickly from time to time. Um, again, I've stated it many, many times. It is exorbitantly expensive already for already exorbitantly expensive tickets to get in the park. Yeah. It is significantly less, though, than a similar service offered at competing theme parks, right? Yeah. I mean, well, the, we won't the, go the universal, universal version of it is going to cost you a lot more than it'll cost you for the same type of service at the Disney park. So I don't know. Hard to say. I know, but I'm just thinking of all the trips that you and I have taken to Disney World and Disneyland since Genie Plus started, and we pretty much have used it every time, except maybe an Animal Kingdom day here or there. It's yeah. There's been there's been very few times where we've said, "Hey, we don't need to buy it today." Yeah. Um, for the most part, we we typically have, and you know, do I regret it? No. No. <laughs> but we're going to complain about it being expensive. But, but it is too expensive. But I don't regret it. You need dollar sign. Okay, yeah. this is number five. If you've been keeping track, I saved the biggest one for last. Wow, I feel like we already went through five. So, well, well I gave you the bonus. I was one like, first. wow, we're only seventeen minutes in, and we're already done with this episode. That's well, crazy. People are really getting excited for twenty twenty four, and um, we got to get we got to get this last one in though. You got to look forward to it. Okay. Disney dining plans are coming back. So. Disney Resort hotel guests who purchase a vacation package starting with stays beginning January 9th, 2024, have you noticed that date over and over again, will have the option to add the Disney, the Disney, ooh, the Disney, <laughs> the Disney, the Disney, Disney quick service dining plan or the Disney dining plan. Disney dollar sign. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I have to start by saying that our family has never used the Disney dining plan at any level. There used to be four tiers, and now there's going to be two coming back. Uh, with with one just barely minor variation to that. You talking about the we, vouchers? We, we used a we used a form of it right for the orchestra trip when we had meal vouchers, and basically the restrictions were the same as they were for the dining plan, right? There were certain places you could go, certain things qualified as things on your voucher. Right. So, so I, I, we've you never had, used the full blown thing, but yeah. I got a, I got a taste of it. Yeah. And so that's why you finish, but I'm not excited about this. Okay. <laughs> so let's just explain a little bit about what a dining plan is. So first of all, you have to be a hotel guest buying a package. So you would need um, to buy park tickets and hotel reservations yeah. okay Dis- disney, disney hotel, hotel. yep um and so on top of that you can say hey i'd like to just go ahead and pay for my food beforehand too it's it's almost kind of like going paying for a cruise like you just you just want to get it all paid for you just want to go and show up and just your food your park tickets all you really have to buy is souvenirs if you want to buy those right and so that's kind of the appeal um i i follow a lot of blogs and people that have try to utilize this system, which is certain a certain number of meals and snacks that, that you're allocated, um, and just kind of watching them test to see, like, how you can get the best bang for your buck, and, and is it worth it? 
And the conclusion that we came to as a family back when they offered it was our kids will not eat enough food for us to even consider doing uh, it. Will not eat enough qualifying food. Right. Yes. I mean, that, that's the thing. They eat plenty of food, right? But all they want is popcorn. And, not not based yeah. on what's offered in the dining plan. Yeah. So the, just so you know, the the quick service dining plan. So basically, you'll just you'll you'll never have um, food included. At, I mean, you could still go to a restaurant if you want, but it's not included in the package. So you can go to quick service places. But then there's the Disney dining plan, um, which I think includes one restaurant per day or something. So again, we have never used it ourselves, um, but there is an appeal for some people that just want to go on vacation and not stress about having to spend more money at the time. Okay, so first question. Like, I see you over there. You got so much, so many thoughts. First question. Um, are they are they going to roll this into mobile ordering? Oh. Did they mention that yet? I have not read that, but okay. I would hope so. Because that, that leads to my overarching concern. With the voucher. Which is, and with the dining plan too, because I remember be. when dining plan it's was in place, right? Yeah. You remember we would be standing in these lines at quick service places, especially while people were trying to figure out how to order whatever yeah, they no, can on the dining plan. It, yeah. The cashiers were confused. The people ordering were confused. You have language barriers sometimes. It was absolute chaos. So when it went away, I was like, see ya. Well, and we've talked to waiters since then that are so happy. They were so happy that, that they, was like, they we knew don't have to that it, this, this is out. just a regular either cash or because then card. what because then what would happen too was is people would make these assumptions and they'd have their meal and at the end of the meal they're like oh we're on dining plan of course waiter didn't know that and so they got all the wrong stuff and right. now nothing qualifies now they're mad and the waiter doesn't get a tip. My other thing though is because it's so confusing it just you know with that voucher and and and. Let's make sure that we're clear on this too. Disney's got staffing problems, okay? right? Still, yeah, um, and I think that's what, and, and and it's exacerbated by the fact that they just laid seven thousand people off too, right? right. And that in, that was across all divisions. Now, mainly it was entertainment. Entertainment took the biggest hit, right? Yeah, non-sports entertainment took the biggest hit, but they lost people in a lot of areas. They're not hiring a ton of people in as a result of it. They're dumping money into the parks. But at the same time, they have been short people that they have not been able to fill those positions. Right. And dining plan is something that requires a lot of cast member interaction. So, I mean, it just makes mealtimes really hard. Yeah. That was what I read was that's why they only brought those two those two tiers back. They yeah. just don't have the service. Because before there was a tier where you can get alcohol and other things that were included. Yeah. And yeah. All this um, or like the nicer restaurants all day long or something. So, yeah. Anyway. That's I just rem- I remember I remember standing in line one time at Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom. OK. And we stood in line for an hour. Oh, well, that was because that was the only re- yeah. you everyone else could mobile order. But with this voucher and it, this was the same with the dining yeah. pass previously, right? Because mobile ordering is not a new thing. It's been around for quite some time and it was around when the dining plan was still out there. It's expanded a lot since then. Okay. Okay. It's expanded greatly, and in fact, it's almost everywhere now. But it's been around. But it, but dining plan was not available for that, right? I, so I, I certainly they're going to attach it. I I don't. Maybe that's why they got to wait till the ninth, right? They need, <laughs> they need all, all the that days extra time <laughs> plus some, right? Yeah. So I I but as you know, there are inconveniences, you know, from being in the parks. 
but I do think that that's a great service for my clients that if they just want to to just go into their trip knowing that everything is paid for it's all set their kids they can their kids can ask for a popcorn or whatever and it's not like oh we, we don't want it let's not spend money it's like yeah like well and look there are there are definitely some inherent advantages here right you know, the dining plan will allow you with your magic band or your magic mobile pass, and this includes your children, to be able to go and do their stuff right. without there being an adult with a credit Cash, card or whatever yeah. to have to do that. I mean, it it does, It there are without a doubt some conveniences there, yeah. and there are going to be a lot of families that this is, this is the way for them. Yes. Like, <laughs> this is the way. Okay. Oh, okay. I have to, speaking of that, I have to say that Mother's Day was a few days ago and I got a Grogu for Mother's Day. And this is the way. Yeah. This is the way my Mother's Day went. It was so cute. He makes noise and his arms move. And, and his eyes blink. His eyes blink. <laughs> his gigantic eyes. Yeah. I always wonder, though, why couldn't they ever get him like clothes that fit? I mean, that rope, it's just... It's, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. Man, if I was Din Grogu, I'd be walking around that way too. <laughs> now, now he's got a new life, and they're going to start making him bulk up and wear a bunch of other stuff. And I don't know if he's ready for that. Yeah, but this is the way. This is the way. Well, that's that's all I got. What what are what are you looking forward to most out of all out of, of all these those, changes? Um, I, I think. I think that probably the no um, theme park reservation is, yeah. I feel a little bit of freedom going into a trip, having the flexibility of just being like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to go do this ride and I'm just going to show up at that park because that's where we want to go today. We feel like yeah, Hollywood Studios, so let's go, you know. Well, well, you know what's interesting, right, is, I mean, they're just, there were a lot of, there were a lot of problems with the park pass reservation system. Yeah. Um, and it, it. We experienced some before where it just, you know, when we would go sometimes and since you and I were the only annual pass holders, our children had tickets, tickets and yes. depending on the types of tickets and stuff like that, you would make these reservations online. But again, the IT system would do some weird stuff. And I remember one time we had a kid and it just wouldn't three of four could get everything squared up perfectly for the trip. Yeah. But the fourth one, it was like, oh, no, he doesn't have a ticket. And you're like, what do you mean? He's got the exact same tickets. What's going on? And it turns out that it was pulling this ticket instead first. Oh, and then right. It ran out, right? Oh. Anyways, there were just a lot of challenges. I remember when we went in California last year that um, we upgraded my ticket yes. from a two-day to a three-day or a four-day or whatever it was. I can't remember anymore, right? But I had park reservations under the first version. And then when the upgrade happened, it didn't make the changes to my reservations. So I still had reservations, but they were tied to different tickets. So when I went to go in, they're like, oh, oh you don't have a reservation. I see that problem. And so yeah. we had to find like the one cast member up at the front who's like, I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. She was awesome. Right. I sent in a cast member compliment for it. That was awesome. But But it was one of those things where you're like, I mean, we spent 25 minutes at the front of the park trying to figure that out. Right, and you and could have been on Space inside. Mountain. Yeah. I might have done, ridden Space Mountain twice. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. What's your, out of those five, um, you want me to recap? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most as well. You know, the, it's not all roses there, okay? Because you're now going to introduce some um, uncertainty into crowds and everything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But at the same time, 
It also allows you to go and have a trip with a little uncertainty of your own. You know, on our last one, we set stuff up in a certain way and yeah. we had park reservations. And then when we got there, we're like, man, I wish we would have swapped these two days yeah. for these two parks. Yeah. But at that point, it was too risky to even try and make a modification. Right. And that's, know? yeah, because they... Because, because because one of those parks was full up. Yeah. And so you you just have to kind of roll with it and say, ugh, you know, it sounded great six months ago, right. but today I want to do something different. Yeah. So I think that will be cool. Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens. I mean, I guess a lot of the stuff, it's it's like you said, Fast Pass Plus. It, a lot of it's looking like something familiar a while yeah. ago, but we'll just see how and we can I, and handle it And I don't know now. that I'm excited about that one. Um, I've... I feel like I've got a really good grasp on Genie Plus at this point, and and we've got a good system to maximize it and work well for us. So now this is one of those ones where I'm like, is this going to throw the whole rhythm off? Remember, FastPass Plus had its challenges too. Yeah. And that was people snagging stuff up way, way before you even had a chance at it because of the way their trips worked out. So, you know, that, that makes me a little nervous. Well, you got till January 9th, so just relax till then, okay? Okay. Take a deep breath. Right. Got some good to go days and <laughs> good to go. All right, guys. Well, we um we're excited for any trip that you guys want to take and we're here to help you. So, um we're on Instagram with the Why You Work podcast and I am a Disney travel agent with Unlocking the Magic Travel. So, Check me out. I'm on the website or you could just, you know, directly message me on Instagram and I'd be happy to help you or your friend with a trip. I'll check you out. Uh, (laughs) This is the way. This is the way. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.